1: Uh, we are back. Warwick Kappa. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Just got the roast turkey. I'm ready to go. The roast Just turkey? Just come back from the Wog Club. I'll come in late, but I'm ready to go. I'm on six cylinders, eight cylinders tonight. And we've got some big royalties here tonight. It's going to be
2: fantastic. I don't know whether it's called the Wog Club, is it?
1: I don't know. Same thing. I'm not racist, but yeah, good pastor.
2: <laughs> uh, welcome uh, to the T-Wiz Podcast. My name is Tony Marks, and I'm with a man that will literally sit on your face to only take what's his. It's a chart-topping... High-flying legend of the Sydney Swans, Warwick Kappa.
1: Great to be here in the man cave and feeling good about myself. You are, aren't you? Getting used to me, teeth. Getting ready for to boxing tomorrow, tomorrow night. Thanks to Doctor D, and um, it's going to be a big week tonight, Tony, and a big night tonight. I'm looking forward to it.
2: It is. What boxing are you going to tomorrow night? Um,
1: a bit like Lisa. She can't. She can't box. But she can't. You know, Lisa. <laughs> she can't fight. But she should see her box. I didn't oh, laugh either. Boom. But there's. It's a great card. Listerella's card tomorrow night. That's going to be good. Really. Because I have seen more push in their pet shops, so it's going to be a big night tomorrow.
2: Fucking, you are <laughs> dropping bombs
1: tonight, mate. <laughs> 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 I was on Big Brother. They said, bro, well, I can't <sighs> beat your cock. I said four inches from the ground. Boom, you're out for... A, you, I was supposed straight out for decent exposure. I am fucking testing the weapons But fuck that, no, I picked up 35, so who gives a fuck?
2: 35? <laughs> you know, uh, Elliot Goblet still fucking... Uh, still saw about that money, you know that, right? I oh, know, he gets him at nitty-gritty, yeah. Elliot, doesn't he? 35 grand? Yeah, that was right for two days. Now. I was going to say, but no one knows you, Elliot, so it get shitty. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, mate, uh, last week we had... The chicken himself, Ricky Nixon. Chicken, yes. Well
1: that he had some makeup on last week. It wasn't quite so red. He looked great. <laughs> Big chicken. I said any chance of bum some sign balls that aren't fake. <laughs> they went down like a lead balloon, didn't it? I don't think... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure he's gonna be
2: on the phone any minute now too.
1: But he's very thick skinned, Ricky. we love him. He is thick skinned. Yep. He's got a great head for radio, but we love the boy.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's got a great head for radio. He can't wait to come back. He's actually coming back on the seventeenth of February to continue. Telling stories about Club 10 and tell us yep. some, uh, little stories about... Uh, Interesting
1: career and he's bounced back beautifully. He certainly it's has. great he lasts himself, so I'll do that too.
2: We uh, we obviously had a couple of legends the week before. Gil Matthews from the Billy Thorpe and the Aztecs and Gavin Carroll from the yeah. L- Lobby Lloyds Band. How big were they? 35 years with Aztecs. Mate, incredible. And he started playing drums when he was five. I know. Freak. Absolute Freak. Hey, tonight we have got uh, singer, guitarist, writer, engineer, producer, aria nominated multi platinum, platinum I can't even say it, I it's know. too much. You're that fucking nervous. Multi platinum magician, Pete Reggie Bowman, is on the show tonight. How big is he? Is that at all? He's big done name. It all. And uh, late, later in the show, we've got the powerhouse act that are blazing the trail across Melbourne's music scene, performing live without a net in the studio here tonight in the Kappa Cave. It's the Burn City Saints.
1: How good's that? I just, I just heard him warming Come up, on, uh, very good, guys, very you, good boys
2: No one can see, so you have to clap yourself oh to give yeah. it the dynamics Come yeah. on, let's give
3: it a
1: go,
2: yeah. well, go. Give him oh give yeah. a clap, oh. Tony's had to clap six times, clap him again uh, You just get uh, cream for it and it's over in a few days yep. Yeah, so uh, in the week that whiz, mate, tell me, did you actually make dinner for Lisa this week?
1: Yes. No. I got some uh, nine-dollar meals from Coles. Those diet ones. It's just sort of <laughs> cut down the carbs a bit. So I, bought, I bought twelve of those. I was in the good books. Are you concerned about the carbs? Three tasted like shit. The other nine were okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah no no,
2: Nikki D, you're yeah. not on air talent. Please yeah. keep your mouth shut.
1: I bought 15 and been over for tea four times, so it's, it's working fantastic.
2: That's going all right. That's going, all right. and the teeth, mate, the teeth are still fucking, mate. They are burning my eyes out <laughs> right they now. Call
1: me, they, they call me a great white shark for nothing. They do.
2: They, they don't <laughs> ever call you that. <laughs> <laughs> as long as they call me late for dinner, mate. Uh, Doctor D's been in there with your scalpel, getting some of the glue out.
1: Yeah yeah, fix it up today, so it's a bit better. Yep, you haven't been I'll be going no. the to boxing tomorrow night with him, so he's a sponsor. Is at, he really? Down at um, Flemington. That's what you at want at the pavilions, That'd be good, yeah.
2: A dentist, a sponsor of the boxing.
1: Yeah, yeah, especially after the first. Uh, I ten, thought you were ten going ten with fights. Con. Mouthguards. He's going too. Yeah, Con the fruiter. He's bringing the fruit.
2: So we've got a mouthguard guy and a dentist going to yeah. the boxing. Yeah,
1: like like I retired. <laughs> I fought Wendell Sailor twelve years ago, and I won the. I won the, I actually lost the third round by eighty meters. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> don't fight someone 15, 20 years older than you. Younger than you.
2: <laughs> He's a bit bigger too. Isn't I was he?
1: supposed to zig when I fucking zagged, <laughs> and Kurako bang by a bombo straight in the fucking nose.
2: Well, mate. Uh, speaking <laughs> of getting one in the nose, we have got the worst production assistant in all of broadcasting back again. Let's give him a clap. I don't know how he fucking didn't get sacked again last week. There you go. Yeah. right, that, that'll do.
1: All right, that'll do. Hold on, hold on. Simon do. wants his spot. Simon Hoskin. Hosford? He wants in. Hosford. Simon Hosford wants in. Simon Hosford. I've been sorting. Of, I've been talking Simon Cosford for years. It's not Cosford, is it right?
2: Hosford. It is, is it? a bit of a running running gag, but uh, I think Simon gets a kick out of it. Yeah. One day you'll learn his name. Yeah. Maybe when he's been on the show nine times. Yeah, he's
1: been twice. That's enough. Yeah. That's enough.
2: That's enough for you, Simon. Yeah. Actually, no. The whole the whole <laughs> the whole band Fair Warning are coming on uh, around about the twenty something of January, just before their big show at the Corner Hotel.
1: That's going to be fantastic. Mm-hmm. About how and tribute. got fifteen guys going. There's going to be twenty-five people in the green room, texting the fuck out of Simon. That's going to be great. He's going to hate, going to hate me. There'll be no rider for anyone else. Yeah, there'll, be, there'll be no rider for anyone else.
2: And mate, you're uh, you're going for a spin on Sam Newman's boat this weekend. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's going to be good. Hope it doesn't fucking sink like the last one. Hope Ricky he sunk doesn't, the last one.
2: Hope Ricky doesn't dislocate his arm again. No,
1: no. Every time Ricky goes out, there's a problem. So let's hope it doesn't sink, and let's hope he keeps his arm in.
2: Place. You hear that, Ricky? Don't fucking dislocate your shoulder and don't throw Melissa over the fucking edge yeah. again. Yeah,
1: and don't masturbate at half time. That will throw your shoulder out. That's
2: Nikki D's job. Okay. Mate, speaking of masturbating, we yes. have got your favourite segment. What is it? It's called Happy, Happy Birthday, Birthday, Cunty! Cunty. Yeah. All right, yeah. let's get it
1: going.
3: All right, we got
1: first there, uh, Warwick? All right, our very special nominee tonight, Tony, is a great friend of the show. She's made a special cameo. I do cameos for 175 minutes, actually. All right. <laughs> fucking pull up. And also memos and um, cameos. Right. Yeah. yeah. 230 minutes. They're Wait. good. She's made a special cameo on the show alongside a hubby, Prince Harry. Yeah. She's a special kind of person. And she puts up with a musician husband. No, she,
2: she, she, <laughs> she puts up. She, yeah, fuck it. She's got a musician as a husband, okay. which makes her a
1: special kind. Yeah, I know, yeah. mate. I yeah. know the tricks. She's a bright, shining light in the world, <laughs> a loving wife and adoring mother of a Comedy rising star, Buddy. Bunny. I'll probably say your name wrong, but the caps love you either way. So just for her <laughs> he and for him, right. happy, happy
4: birthday, birthday Candy. Candy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For her. her, for her,
2: and for him, for either of them. <laughs> <laughs> we got one more in there. We got a special one
1: now, Wiz. Okay, the next one is our lovely and good friend. We love him. The episode is to get it. That's all, folks. This episode is dedicated to him. He's having a birthday. It's our great mate, Dale Ryder. We love you, mate. Love you, mate. Happy, Happy birthday,
2: Cuddy! Boom, well Crash Day Opera! Day, Boom! Yes. Great band. Well done, Dale. Happy birthday, Dale. Happy birthday, Good Jess. You, mate. We are going to be taking a short break and we'll be right back with the legend, Reggie Bowman. Good start. <laughs> ah, now we're back. We're back in town. We're back in town. Hey, Wiz, we have got the legendary Peter Reggie Bowman on the show. Everybody, big round of applause Thank for you.
1: Reggie Bowman.
2: Thank you for having me. You sound like Austin Powers, Tom <laughs> <But laughs> Austin Powers, <laughs> Austin Powers the deep voice, uh, mate. Thanks, uh, thanks so much for coming on, Reggie. mate.
5: Thanks for putting up with me.
2: Oh, mate, it's absolutely our pleasure. <laughs> some of the uh, some of the characters that we have hanging around the Kappa Cave, you are. Uh, it's uh, very highly questionable. Yeah, bright very, shining star. Yeah. Very questionable. Uh, yeah, very. That's a great see graders. <laughs> <Didn't we?
1: laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm legally obliged <laughs> to not answer that question. <laughs> uh,
3: <laughs> Sorry, thanks. So.
2: Well, Reggie, I want to first ask, mate, where did the nickname Reggie come from?
5: Okay, so back in the mid-80s, I was in a band called Talk That Walk, which was funny because Pete Farnham, the guitar player from Boom Crash Opera, was also in that for a very short period of time, and my Christian name is Peter, and his name was also Peter. So for whatever reason, we were like a synth haircut in excess type act for back in those days. It was like appropriate. So we basically we formed this band and we're doing all this stuff. And every time in a rehearsal room, it was like, Hey Pete. And it was like the, both of us had turned around and we're both playing guitar. And it's like, well, can you play, do you want me to play that? Or do you want him to play that? And it's like, it got so confusing. And as it turned out, we were doing, uh, we were negotiating deals with Castle and EMI at the time. Um, So, you know, I'd rock up to rehearsal with the briefcase with all the reading material for the rest of the band to go through contracts and explain everything else. And I'd walk in a uh, Samsonite, you know, with this, with this, the hair going up there and the yeah. military look and the whole love nine it, love yards. The 80, the, love the uh, 80s, uh, yep. love the 80s. Love the 80s. Shorts up your ass, up Yeah. Mine, no, grass. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, big banana. <laughs> yeah. Captain Cucumber ready for takeoff. <laughs> yeah, pre packed.
5: Yeah. Ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> pre loaded. Starring our neighbours for Colin. Yeah. So yeah. basically, we're doing that and I'm rocking around with most inappropriate Samsonite briefcase as it was at the time life of brian was a huge
1: film money puffet yeah. yeah so
5: and back She'd in are. the back in the roman days there was the the head of the pfj and that was John Cleese's character, Reggie. And oh. he had—he uh, was walking around in—he in, was walking around in Roman times with a samsonite briefcase. <laughs> that's where you <laughs> got it from. So that's where I got it from. That's yeah, cool. nice. So uh, the singer Clive Young gave me the name Reggie. Pretty, at, good. <laughs> pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. And it's stuck like cool,
2: a bitch. Yeah. Right. Well, that's, that's it's, going strong after
5: all these years. Oh man, it's probably like my mum's down from Queensland for Christmas at the moment. She's and she's probably the only when she says. Peter, it's like, almost like, who the fuck are you talking to? <laughs> ah, yes. Yeah, <it's> th- <laughs> <Yeah>. you <know, laughs> or you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't seem natural, it? <laughs> Literally, that. no. It's the weirdest, man. Because, you know, um, mum moved up to Queensland. So she, I don't get reminded that my name's Peter very often. So, right. you know, it's fucking... Even my kids probably know me more as Reggie than Peter. So that's... It's kind of handy.
1: <laughs> and Reggie, how did the affair come along with uh, Jack Jones? How did that... Bob. Oh, well, well, you produced your record, didn't you? Well,
5: basically, what, what happened was I was in. It was a, fantastic, isn't he? Oh, yeah. A, the
2: the start of oh, the Cutters, right? Yeah, so back,
5: back in the 80s, I, after I left Talk That Walk, I, I, I landed in the Cutters. Yep. The Cutters turned into a band called The State. And then that got signed to Wheatley's Records, and All then right. we went in to do the second album. So we, with the state, with the state, we toured with Rick Ashley, Eurythmics, uh, Martha Davis, and Motels, Little River Band. We were also
2: nominated 1989 Best New Talent Aria, right?
5: Yeah, yeah, so we got we got a bunch of accolades, and it was like what right was that? It, it was a it's a real it was a really good thing, and the, and the record did okay. So we went back into the studio to do the second record because they wanted us to. Um, We got halfway through the record and Phil, the singer at the time, turned around and just he rang me and said, "Dude, I can't sing these songs." And I'm like, "What the fuck?" What do you mean you can't? We've just written this whole record. You've already sung half of it. And he goes, Man, I'll go through a bottle of scotch just to get through a track, you know? Ah, and right. I'm like, Fuck, That's man. Not so what do you want to do? And he goes, He goes, We've got to organise, uh, audition singers. Yeah. And I'm like, Holy fuck, here we go. This is bizarre. So um, we started auditioning a few different singers and one of the singers was playing guitar in a Van Halen cover band called Hans Valen I remember with that. our now remember. with our now drummer well, with Virgil Donati yep. and basically you know his name was Jack Jones so we got him into audition for the Southern Sons album and he came in and sang jack did yeah and and he auditioned and it was like that was it this this is our guy and the rest is history he joined the band and then we went out in the road and toured with farnham for i forget how many years did so many gigs like three years of constant touring um, and then it was time to uh, you know. And then it was time to you know do other stuff. You know, so I went and worked with Tommy Emmanuel and all of that. Ah. But but then Jack and I kept working together. Like we just kept in touch over the years, and every now and then the universe throws us back at each other, and we just write a whole bunch of tunes. So with COVID and Jack's just moved to the bush and bought a church, um, he started he started writing and sending me ideas, and I just said one a week, mate. Let's go. And he he just did that. So now we've got like two albums worth of material sitting in the can, ready to go. So we just got to get a few more things on there, and we'll start mixing them and dropping them over the next year or so. Yeah,
2: nice. I read somewhere that maybe did uh, did Jack audition for the state. And he did. Up, but, he but you did. guys said he was Look, too young. Did
5: he? No. Well, what happened was it kind of got messy, and we've we've had uh, we just we unpacked this about two weeks or three or four weeks ago up at Jack's church. We got. Nice and toasty, late night, round the fire, chatting about, you know, the fact that I did not know that he actually auditioned the same time I went for that gig. And they said no to Jack and yes to me. And I was like, what the fuck are you guys doing? (laughs) This is – I did not know that that actually happened. No one told me. And then Jack told me. And he said, man, he he goes, I was cut. He goes, they fucking chose you, man. He was young though, right? He was young, yeah, but – You know, like he was still an amazing guitar player and a hell of a singer. Like, and here I was basically just getting by on both. But the thing that they liked about me was the fact that I recorded that record with Phil in their house in wow. Camberwell, the whole state record was recorded in that front room. And I organized ways of getting the technology together and getting the sounds together for that record. So it was like, it was like oh, I was a necessary evil at that time. Yep. They didn't need another singer or a great guitar player. Yep. Phil was an incredible singer, an incredible guitar player, wrote amazing songs. So it was like, you know, the guy wrote Burn For You, for God's sakes, you know, like yep. he's a clever dude. He yep. didn't need another. Singer, right then, but come you know, as the cycle turned around, Southern Sons, which was the second state album, actually turned into the Southern Sons album because we had Jack singing. Yeah. And then the correlation with, you know, Farnham's success and... Yeah, he sounds
1: like, like John Farnham too, doesn't he? He, he does. Amazing. And like, you know, he they're takes both, that as a compliment too. Yeah. He yeah. takes oh, that oh, as
5: why, a compliment. Why wouldn't you? He's yeah, of, exactly. John's it's, one of the greatest singers of all time. We just did yeah. the One Electric Day tour with Farnham and we went out with the Southern Suns again like two years ago, right? So, and I, I, I'd i forgotten. And then one day I was like, oh shit, I better go and get my guitars from backstage because we just did the support. Pulled all my stuff off stage and then I walk back up on stage and then he walks out and he sings and I swear it just hits you in the chest, man. It's like a missile. You know, it's like a full frontal. He's a rare talent. Oh, freak. Yeah, yeah. a rare talent. Absolute. And a beautiful dude too. Like it's so funny. Guys at that level are such lovely people. Like there's John is just an impeccable person. Daryl's a really nice guy too. Yeah, Daryl Braithwaite. Yeah, yep. and James. I've I've done some a lot of writing with James, and he's just he's the funniest dude. He's just got the wettest sense of humor, but a beautiful dude as well. Yep. Same time. And then of course, when I left the Suns I started working with uh, Tommy Emmanuel, and I did a lot of co-write songs on the Journey album, and um and and. Tommy was so humble, like just, it was just like he wasn't Tommy Emmanuel, he was just this guy. But then the minute he picked up a guitar, it's like someone changed the air in the room. Yeah. It's just like stuff started to happen.
2: I think. Uh, as an artist, if you don't have a, a fair level of empathy or humility, you probably can't tap into anything beautiful.
5: I think, uh, I think that that says a lot for the performance aspect too yeah. because they are able to read a crowd. Like I'm watching Jack now and re- Jack's really starting to come into his own now. He can read a crowd to the point where he'll change the set list on the fly and he reads the room beautifully. Yeah. And all of those guys like John, uh, Daryl, Tommy, James they all read the room incredibly well and that's part of that you know stagecraft I it's suppose it's kind of like a tuning yeah, now yeah. 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 and and i I yeah. think the funny thing about that is it's like it that's got to come from humility and from empathy yeah. uh, because if they were just you know if they were just dialing it in and didn't want to be there they wouldn't get the results they're getting yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm, I think pebble, anything pebble, pebble, that's pebble a little
2: tell. a little too much on the surface it might get people's attention to start with but as soon as they pay any real attention to it you you know. yeah yeah
5: like you you, scratch the surface and there's just surface it's like what was the fucking point of that
2: yeah it's like uh it's like a hollywood studio backlot you know it's just the street frontage but nothing behind it
5: absolutely absolutely yeah so yeah that's that's kind of been the progression of the how that band formed and and where we went to from there you know
2: the the Southern Suns had huge success back in that period. Mm. I mean, what, through press, videos, chart success, yep. television appearances, I mean, the band became national celebrities. Yeah.
5: We kind kinda of got a bit weird there. How did uh, how did
2: that affect your life and how did it affect the oh, well it affected me badly how, probably how worse the mental, than mental anybody else? Wise. Like
5: well for for me it was like I was always seen as kind of the dark one because I was like the songwriter, I used to play the weird guitars and I had the weird haircut and the, you know, I, I was kind of the more sort of left field dude. So I used to get the crazies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, far out, man. And it was just like, it's just torment and stalking and just weird shit happening all the time. And and so I I ended up, I, I bought a place in Warrandyte. It was a burnt out squat. It was like a... You know, on the side of the hill It was just an old weatherboard joint yep. And um, I'd bought that And just wanted to just hide, you know And yeah. so I'd do, I'd be renovating Because I'm an A grade Sparky as well So I'd be renovating the house While I'm while working there And I'd go I'd wait until 10 o'clock at night To go down to the shops And I'd have my hoodie and my sunglasses on To mm. go down to Harry Heast To buy my groceries. I was a shit, a shit scared of give, everyone and give, and give Oh man, I was they, so they shit
2: scared, dude <laughs> yeah. I was so shit scared. It was weird. It'd be hard hard to make that adjustment. Yeah, was, and, did, and was it a gradual thing or did it did it hit like pretty quickly?
5: Um, it, it kind of it, it kind of was weird because it was just like oh, I was still me, but it was like oh, you know, the, the pointing fingers and all that sort of stuff. We, well, you, you know, you know, old. It's it's one of those things. that just, it creeps up on you, yeah. and then before you know it, you can't do certain shit. Like, Mm. it's like, I got to a point where um, I wanted to go, uh, we were touring in Queensland, we did a a show with Farnham, we were doing a signing at Pacific Fair Shopping Centre. And um, what happened was I went to, I I did the gig the night before, went back to my mum and dad's place, because they lived in the Goldie, and it was like, cool, I'll go and stay there. And then went to the um, signing the next day, and we got mobbed, and I got... They, there was 1,200 kids and they pushed the trestles up against us and pinned me to the, the concrete stairs, the concrete steps. Yeah. So I got like bruised ribs and c- cuts all over me and all. I was like, oh, my God. And then my dad, bless his console, may he rest, but he, he goes, I said, I have to go to the security place, you know, when I get there. 'Cause he he volunteered to take me, so I said, Yeah, no worries. So he got he, I got to go there. he goes, Yeah, yeah, i know boats, you know, if I can I'll get you to the right place. <laughs> Takes me into this public car park and he goes, It's just up these stairs. I get out of the car and a swarm of chicks just come flying at me at hundred miles an hour. And he did things to me that you shouldn't do. It was pretty brutal. You need five cocks. it was just it was it was it was actually a little bit disturbing. You have these young girls Is doing it? shit they shouldn't do. I know. Do. You know, it's bizarre. So, anyway, that was a, a weird experience. Then the signing thing happened. And then that night we did the gig on the spit with Farnham. I walk out to do my, you know, the Southern Sunset. I walk out there and there's four chicks standing in the front row with white t shirts with printed on the t shirts me getting out of my mum and dad's car outside oh, their house. Nice. Oh, oh, These same chicks Followed us to Perth for, Like just. We're talking You know Yeah grippies. yeah It's It was a bizarre Bizarre thing To be involved in At that level It was just crazy Pretty big yeah Well
2: At the time I mean Southern Suns were As big as anything In the country
5: Yeah You know You do the Dolly thing and, and I was doing some I was going out with A, um, a girl from the Fashion Design Council She was a catwalk girl and um i was going to all the events and doing all that stuff and then um fucking sony hooked me up with colette you remember colette yeah yep. yeah so they hooked me up with colette and said listen we need a second album um because i had a, a song with her on the first album called um ordinary man yep. which incidentally <laughs> i wrote the song and i was like i can't sing it so my manager at the time, Peter Hoyland, said, I'll, I'll get you a vocal. So he sends out Tina Arena. <laughs> and Tina sang on the demo Gee, where'd you kill it? at my place For in Colette. For Colette. Yeah, Colette. Colette. Well, so it got on the album yeah. and it turned out to be, it was a massive hit in um, Asia and stuff because it was like all the um, trans community yeah. jumped on it because yeah. they wanted to use it in their shows. The so shows too. they did it. And, and um, then I... So I worked with Colette and then we ended up, you know, she her album dropped and so they said, oh, we got to, you know, we got to set some press up. So it was like, I had to go and do the Dolly, you know, model of the year thing yep. and all of that with her. So it was like, all of a sudden, it was all splashed you're, across. You're, you're, all a these, tab- you're a tabloid. It's like, oh man, this is just getting
2: sick. Yeah. This is getting ridiculous. You guys... You guys played on Tonight Live with Steve Isa?
5: Yeah, yeah. Um, we did. We did. I did I, a couple I, of things, remember but then I seeing Jack on
2: there once playing Foxy Lady. Foxy
5: Lady. That was after I left the band. They okay. went out and did. They went on and did another album. That was a good show. That I was on that. I hosted that with Paul Yates. Oh, sick. Because Steve was sick.
1: Oh really? Yeah, when awesome! Shows, yeah, yeah it's good show that, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah great show. Live oh, was fantastic. I, yeah. I, you know, where have those shows gone? Yeah, we see him, didn't we? The Count Paul Grabowski.
5: Fuck yeah! Yeah, yeah, a guy yeah. with real chops. You know, yeah, like yeah. that was the that was the thing. And yeah. Richard Stubbs was his was Stubbs his, his, was his side side yeah, yeah, that was great. Yeah, he was good, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for
2: sure. But that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, where are the shows? Where I mean, if you're a if you're a rising act now. Yeah, well,
5: what do you do in this country? You know,
2: I kind of I, I kind Kyle of, and Jackie O on the radio.
5: Yeah, well, you know, the, the, right the, 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 the broadcast variety presence has kind of died, but I think there's a massive hole. And you we're, know, we're, it we're filling it right
2: now, aren't we, Wiz? Yes, we're the T Wiz. The T Wiz. T Wiz are filling yeah. the hole. We're enlarging
4: yeah,
1: you. <laughs> Boom.
5: <laughs> and it's, it's like the, the thing about Warwick likes filling holes, yeah. don't you? Really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it? I know it's like champion to be I know it's likely to be stalked, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's kind of a it, – it's like I, I wonder about the kids nowadays. I, I think about what content would they like to see on a variety show. Yep. And it's like it's, it's still doable. Like yeah. it really is if someone was going to spend the money because the networks have to they, – they can't have been cheap, those shows, to, to produce. No. Surely.
2: No, but uh, I mean even losing shows like
5: Hey Hey – Oh, yeah, gutted, yeah. You
2: know, um, yeah, having, having a place where, you know, if, if Molly got on and mentioned your band, you, you, you'd, you'd go great. platinum overnight. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Well, you get gigs. Yeah. That's for, for, it for, for sure. Show, we need your countdown show, Oh, absolutely. It'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah,
5: another musical variety show. And look, yeah. I know they're trying to reboot the whole sound thing with, you know, the with the government and trying to get that sort of up and running. But I think that people... Especially from my side of the musical community, are looking at that, going, is it is is this just for mushroom group stuff, or is this government mandated music? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so I- it's like, hang on, where where are the loose cannons? Yeah. Let let's see what's out there. So it's almost like we need to get some some of these live streams you see from some of these bands at pubs are awesome. Yeah, yeah. So if we could do, if you could do like an OB cross, we'd have like. You know, you'd have four OB live stream trucks and you can fit them in a Bedford for Christ's sakes. You know, live streams now are really easy to do. Yep. So why couldn't you do a couple of iPhones in a club and then cross to that live and do a central MC type concert? I okay. could Great. do that. Yep. Yep. That would be wicked, man. Yep. The only thing you did, you, you, I, you probably have to tame down the language factor. But yeah. <laughs> Look, well, I mean, it
2: depends where you broadcast it. I think if you put it on, if you put it on like just... On your, on a website or on, on a YouTube yeah, or yeah. even if you put it on one of the uh, streaming platforms as a as a as a podcast show.
5: Yeah. Well, stuff like stuff like that's starting to happen now, especially even in the metaverse. There's, the bands are putting on gigs in the metaverse, so you can actually go to the gig yeah. on on your screen at yeah. home. So maybe that's what this is turning into. Yep. You know.
2: Our, our goal at some point is to have kind of like end of season parties where we have like a big, like we go out to a venue. We have live live acts on for the night. We have you know like ambulances people. out the front. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. yeah. Fire brigade, <laughs> <laughs> couple of
5: paramedics. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, just need, <laughs> we just need we just
2: need, we just need the paddles. Yeah, yeah. Line up for paddles. <laughs> Make it part of the evening.
5: Yeah, that's just it. Uh,
2: yeah, um, if the wrong person, if Nicky get, D gets hold of the paddle gel, it'll be all over his balls. None left. <laughs> <laughs>
1: all over his balls and all over Tony's But That's another story. <laughs> <laughs> we'll save that for the end of the season, yeah, season party. We'll,
2: we'll have course. that for the special
1: outtakes. Weekend at Wizards. Yeah, yeah, man. I'd be toxic.
2: <laughs> so, Reg, what, what was probably the, you know, the... With the Southern Southern Suns, what what do you reckon was the pinnacle in terms of show or performance? Okay, well,
5: I I it's all a bit of a blur to be honest because I think towards the end of it I was dialing it in from a sobriety point of view, (laughs) and it was. But I do remember doing a show in the city square or something. It was like two hundred and something thousand people. It was ridiculous. It was like and a one thing, wow, oh, one show I do remember. We it was like we were charting. I think we were doing top 10 at the time and we were in Perth and we did we decided we were going to do our own show in Perth and do we we're going to do the Perth Concert Hall. Yeah. Sold out in like 25 30 minutes or something. We were like, "What? Really?" Okay. No, worries. <laughs> so we rock up to the Perth Concert Hall, set up, start playing. I stood up to start playing for sound check was like, oh, it's a big room. Yeah, it's a big room. Hope, hope we feel it. Hope it quietens down a bit. Anyway, go back to do the gig. Couldn't work out what the noise was. Walked backstage, walked up onto the stage, and they were just fucking screaming. Like, <laughs> the whole audience was screaming. It was so fucking loud. I could not believe it. And then we thought, okay, so it's like, they're still streaming. We couldn't hear shit. Who is that? Could not hear shit. You got your monitor, monitor guys. I was like, we, we're like three quarters of the way through the set, and my ears were just on fire. The noise was just horrendous. Like, it was a great show, but fuck, I don't know what it sounded like. <laughs> because That's... it was so noisy, man.
6: Hey, guys.
5: My fucking Who is?
6: Your dad's on the
5: phone. Okay, hold on.
2: Was put your headphones on. Okay, hang on, Reggie. Hold on a second. Okay. Sorry, Reggie, I got
5: a I got a phone call coming in. Yeah, no worries, mate. I thought you were supposed to say you turn your phone off.
2: <laughs> <laughs> now this is the show phone. The show phone. Uh, this is a wiz podcast. Who have we got here is that is that Brucey?
4: Yeah, g'day, Tony. It's Brucey he mate. Um, I'm enjoying the podcast, but um, is my Chronic masturbating son there, is he?
2: He is, yeah. Bruce. He is. He, he's also the worst production assistant in all of broadcasting. That's how we he's like it. He's got
1: holes in his pockets, too. So. <laughs> Playing pocket beards. Not that now, Tony. Now,
2: what, what, what's the problem, Brucey? What's happening? You know, we've, we're <laughs> in the middle of the show here, mate. What's going on?
4: Look, I won't keep it, but I just want... Look, I believe he's living at Warwick Capper's house under the stairs. Is that correct? That's you? correct, yeah, Bruce. Yep. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. He's...
4: <laughs> well, you can bloody keep it, all right? <laughs> we've... <we're... laughs> We don't want him back here. His mother's very upset.
2: Why? Why, resigned... why, why, is, why is Mrs D upset, mate?
4: Well, we've resigned to the fact that he's living at your place, so we've moved all of his shit out of the room. Well, you know, yeah. and we've disca- we've discovered some things that were quite quite upsetting from his bedroom. <laughs> Twelve-inch double enders.
1: Yeah, I know the feeling. Tell I'll us use, about it, Bruce. His This is riveting. Look!
4: Look, she wants to convert the room into a <laughs> into a barbie doll museum and we've all, we've, we've already had uh brian from, <laughs> brian we've Kappa? already had a brian yeah brian brian cannon from shooter we're going to come over and verify some of their uh, barbie dolls yep. he is but, an expert
2: in that field yes
1: he is yes. Yep. funky town
4: now the thing is is he, he's, he, he's a chronic masturbator and he is obsessed with warwick Kappa to the point of this, this his is. ebay purchasing he's just <laughs> what, Look, he ordered a Warwick Kappa Mark of the Century frame jumper.
1: Yes, one of 500. Yep. <laughs> yep. They're going Look, well. You can get you can get one of those now on Wiz39 Kappa Gmail. Strategic. You can order one of those. One of 500. The Hall of Fame jumper Mark of the Century. <laughs>
2: okay, that's it. Strategic plug. You like, the
1: way, you like the way I did that plug? <laughs> oh, I like no, anyway, yeah. uh, Thank you, Brucey. Listen. Speaking of the third person, I like it.
2: Keep it going, mate. Keep it going.
4: <laughs> now, now, now. It was meant to come to the door, but instead we received the used Worried <laughs> jock strap. worn yeah. in the 1986 match against Richmond. Yeah. Uh,
1: kicked 10 goals, lost by a point. Kick 10 goals, lost by a point. Had a bad game. Yeah, I know it. <laughs>
4: listen, <laughs> it's, uh, it's nearly 30 years old. It's fair to say it's fairly pongy. And, uh, <laughs> mate, this boy, this nickel D, I don't know what the fuck's going on. His bedroom's like... We went through his stuff. Look, we found his mother's oven mitts. That's one thing. We found them <laughs> under the bed. What were you doing with those fucking oven mitts? Sir? You know what he what was, was doing, Brucey?
2: He ran out of socks. Uh, he did. Yeah. Uh, Brucey, do you know we've we've got uh, we've got R- Reggie Bowman on the show tonight from Southern Reggie. Sons.
4: Reggie, Southern Sons, yeah. Oh, I used to sing a bit of Southern Sons at the Dorset Gardens karaoke. That was shit hot. <laughs> yeah, I did. Me yeah. too. I did. <laughs> In the oh, 80s, shit hot. Yeah, yeah. Take the pressure down.
1: <laughs>
4: yeah,
2: spot on. No, no, it's perfect. That's, that's that's perfect. that's perfect. Take the pressure down. The, not that one, mate. That's uh... that's perfect. No, 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 no the one no. with Jack Jones, you know, like Erwin Thomas.
1: You
2: know, Jack Jones, Erwin Thomas, mate, you know.
4: Erwin Thomas. Steve
2: Irwin, great Australian. <laughs> he wasn't
4: great. Mate, oh, Reggie, sorry, mate, feel lost. loss. He was a bloody good good Australian. <laughs>
5: Fucking stingrays. good Australian. Fucking right? stingrays. Take the oh, okay. questions All right, down. Brucey D, thanks I so much, mate. Your voice gone not the Wrong band, mate. Wrong band, <laughs> Reggie. Right,
2: thanks, Reggie. Reggie, Rob, especially. Rob, no, what was his name? Brucey D. See you, Brucey D. 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 Hey, Brucey D. Care, D. D. Oh, jeez. Nicky. Okay, Fucking hell. Nicky, your uh, mum and dad have turned your old bedroom into a Barbie.
1: Yeah. Showroom. Went to his sister's party last week and got thrown out. Fantastic. <laughs> had four That's true. Had four lookalikes and still got thrown out. <laughs> fuck me. That's actually a true and wa- story. And away with the three-gown experience fee. He fuck takes hey, Warwick
5: and a few mates <laughs> to his Three sister's now,
1: 50th. fuck all,
2: got thrown and out. got
5: booted. Uh, nice. Fuck, fuck, fuck me. Thank
2: think you your friends. Got absolutely booted. Now, Reg, you're a multi-platinum artist and engineer producer. Uh, you've co-written songs with Daryl Braithwaite, James Rain. You've p- now as a producer engineer you produce bands mr brown electric mary good old rusty brown is a, is a friend here. of yeah. the show
1: great yeah. great um singer. Rusty, did yeah rusty you, yeah did you
2: start off
5: working with okay so what happened was um a i was working away for a couple of bands back in the day when i was working for majors and doing stuff for sony and stuff and uh, and bmg and um Uh, I was, I'd just come back from America where I'd worked for a bit of time over there and I was working on some Aussie bands here and we were, I had the studio up and running. Uh, it was all good. I was just about to take three or four days off, go up North, see my mum. Um, and what happened was as I was saving all the shit, um, uh, I went upstairs to make a sandwich. All of a sudden, the power went out. I was like, oh, that's fucking weird. I'm backing stuff up. Oh, shit. I've got to go and start my backups. So I went back down to the studio. Orange flames everywhere. Oh, fuck. So this is my studios underneath my house. fire. Right? Fucking thing caught fire. Fuck. So I've got, you know, probably 500 Ks worth of unfinished records on drives and on tapes sitting in that room. You grab them. Right? So I've just gone fucking hell. So I've just gone straight in. And the whole thing All on fire Like you know You see that On the fucking movies You see that Bubbling orange shit On the roof Yeah that's what it was like And it was all the Sound deadening shit That I had on the the, studio roof And And it was dripping down And it That's why I got Fucking third degree burn holes All swimming Holes in my back holes in my head, the whole deal. Um, I went in there, got all the fucking albums out, and then I started going for guitars. At that p- particular point, my neighbor came up. He saw what was going on, and he goes, "He goes, get your fucking hose. Thankfully, War- Warren Dight's got great water pressure, so I've got the hose. He goes, tie it round you just in case you go down. I can pull you out. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm in there and I'm fucking get, grabbing, you know, like 12-string Reckenbeckers, yep. fucking Gibson Tennesseans, all yeah, this yeah. vintage shit that I've got and collected over the years been given by incredible friends. Can't replace it. No, can't nah. replace it. So nah. we're just laying the shit out. In the, so I basically got it back down to the back corner, hosed it down to the back corner, but it's gone up into the roof space, oh, into nice. my fucking house, right, into the wall space. So, this stage, the, co- the I can hear the sirens from the CFA coming, but I've just gone, fucking hell, man. So, I've just leapt up onto the roof of my studio, just in <laughs> fucking clambered up there, ripped the floorboard, the weatherboards off the side of the house and jammed the fucking hose in the thing, trying to put the fire out from up top. Ah. And just as I've done that, well,
3: I've,
5: I've turned around, I've started to get a little bit, Woo, how are you going? And the... CFA guys rock up, throw the ladder down, psh, up there with a the two-inch hose and just go, man, dumped, God knows how much water into the roof of my studio, put the fire out. So i got to pep it out of that and I'm, Yeah, and so I'm just standing there. I'm just like, i got shit falling off me left, right and centre, burns everywhere. The mm. guy goes, better get to the ambulance, mate. So I got, jumped in the ambulance and that was it. Went and got you know, all grafts and got all my repairs done and stuff like that. And then what happened was, whilst I was in the hospital and whilst I was convalescing and trying to get my shit together because I was dressing my own wounds and doing all that stuff, and it was like my drummer, John Corniola, bless his cotton socks, his Daryl Braithwaite's been Daryl Braithwaite's drummer for 30 years, he put together a benefit gig for me at The Corner Right, so Richard said, "Yeah, you can have the venue." From Reggie, no problem. So we got so James Rain came up and played for nothing, right? Pre shrunk, um, uh, sneak played for nothing, and Rusty Brown, Mister Brown, put together a band called Electric Mary, yeah, and it was Jack Jones on guitar, um, Venom on drums, Rusty on vocals. Pete Robinson on the other guitar, or was it Patch? It might have been Patch, actually. And then... Andy, I think, was on base, Andy Glover. So it was just this thing that no one really knew what it was going to be, and they fired up, and it was like, you're fucking kidding me. And just as I was, I was standing there with, like, burns and bandages all over me, trying not to get too excited, yeah. but I was excited. It was like, fuck me, this is visceral. That's a good fundraiser for you. Yeah. It's, nice to them. Yeah, killer. And so um, I was there with um, uh, Paul, and he was he was looking after BMG at the at the time Or Zomba As it was And he said I said man we've got to do this We've got to do this We've got to do this record We've got to do a record company So we started a record company Called Big Records And Electric Mary Was the first signing Yeah right That's how that happened Yeah so that was the story Behind that That's unbelievable Yeah And yeah. then the rest is history You know Rusty went on And uh, we did the first album, uh, Four Hands High And he's got an interesting story about that I don't know if you ever get a chance to ask him But ask him why he named it Four Hands High <laughs> All right. All right,
2: we'll and, he's, a, he's coming back on again Yeah, great He loves a chat, he's good
1: Oh yeah, yeah mate. And, he's a, and he's a Swans man Oh, for sure. Oh, oh. sorry. Died so, so in the wars. Right, so he's, I'm, I'm his godson now. Absolutely, yeah. man. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm able to get on stage with him. Oh. He said everyone else can fuck up or Warrick can get up. So I always get up and do the encore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he goes, I can come up and, that, and everyone else can fuck off. Yeah.
3: Oh, he's good value, so dead, man. So i can sing with him.
1: Fucking just hell. Just going a bit softer, making him sound better. You know? Yeah. I- he goes to the high notes, I just go medium. <laughs> so i get,
5: get away with it. It's gross. <laughs> yeah, just go medium. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. What's Warwick like as a singer? Oh, he's yeah. medium. Yeah. <laughs> had a number one song. It was a million
1: of the eighties. Yeah. Side nine forty thousand. 940? Number one. <laughs> the <That,
2: laughs> num- milli- number's milli- been floating. Millie Millie milli- Vanilli Keppa. Yeah.
5: Yes. Fucking brilliant. Yeah. That's, that's great. That's
2: unreal. You uh you spent some time overseas working with some incredible producers. A a couple that just the couple that I had a bit of a look into, Chris Lord, Elgin, um, Tom Lord Elge. And, and Tom Lord Elge. I mean, yeah, well these...
5: that, I actually work with them in Melbourne. Oh, did you? So uh, a guy you might know or may not know, Ralph Carr. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Ralph. It was, um, it
1: was an ultra-chewing commercial with us. Yeah,
5: well, Ralph Ralph was is yeah. uh, an awesome dude. He brought Chris and Tom out to do projects. Yeah, he'll, he'll
1: get Charlie Sheen out too. Yeah, did a commercial with him with um Mad. Of the tune. Yeah. Oh, awesome! He, he, he looks after Dusty Martin too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. yeah. Operator. He,
5: look, it, you know, Ralph's Ralph's a real music fan. Yeah, he really is, and he went out and in in, on a limb and he got Chris and Tom out, and it just so happened I was working on some projects for for Ralph at the same time. So they he just put the the lot of us together, and um, it was just such a great experience. Again. Chris and Tom, both really humble guys. You know, we actually went out and saw, um, I think we went and saw Elliot Goblet. With yeah. The, with <laughs> he's been, he's been, been on the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With, um, at, uh, at the, where was it? I think it was like, it wasn't the corner. What's the one up from the corner? The Swan, I think. I'm yeah, not that, sure. Yeah, uh, precinct, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm not sure which one it was. but That's Darcy Pub? Yeah, no, I th- it was a, uh, the Royal Oak. I yeah, maybe, yep. might have been Anyways, comedy night yep. Went up there with, with Chris He pissed himself off And he thought it was the best thing he'd ever seen He yeah. was just a fucking beautiful dude, mate And yeah. such a sharing guy It's like, you know it's the, the, the studio is kind of like the dark zone You don't talk about what you do You just fucking do it, you know yeah. And that's old school But new school guys And I'm happy to say I'm one of them just share. It's like, fucking, here you go. This is how I do it. Yeah. It might yeah. not work for you, but it fucking might, you know? And Chris and Tom were just like, yeah, I do this and I do this and I do that. I'm like, fucking, this guy's giving me the keys to the kingdom here. Yeah. This is awesome. Yeah. And it's, he's just a beautiful, they were both beautiful guys. Very different in the way they work. But fucking just really powerful guys.
2: And talking about paying it forward and sharing, I mean, sitting on the couch right next to you, Sean O'Sullivan, Um uh, he's got Highway Nine Studios in yeah. Croydon. Uh, just a fucking great engineer and producer yep. in his own right. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: He's come, he's he's come, he's, he's come good, Skywalker. He's up, he's up next to Skywalker, <laughs> young yeah. Jedi. Yeah. No, it's all, we've been we've been working together for what now? Twenty years. 20 years yeah, t- maybe more actually. Yeah, yeah twenty five. Yeah, so um but Whatever, When When Shawnee started out um, He was doing a lot of Really good work at home But I think it was more a case Of he wasn't sure If it was like Is this Good or? <laughs> yeah. And then he'd bring it over And I'd go It's fucking close <laughs> You know this, You just need to do this This, this So it was like uh, You know A couple of Probably about what? How many records did we do? Two? Was it uh, two, two EPs or something? Two EPs We actually did a full album as well Yeah, right, that's right Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, was, and it was just a, a growth process as well. So it was like, I think it was more a case if he wanted, I, I just let him have enough rope and then when he wasn't sure about whether the rope was too long, he'd got to come back and go. Oh, it's an EP. It like a long single. Yeah. Four, four or five four songs. Four or five songs, yeah.
3: Yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So, yeah so, and I, I've been doing that with everybody I work with. It's like that's my thing. My ethos is like if you can't make, this record that i'm making for you now by the time you leave i've failed and it's like my eth- ethos is it doesn't matter who you are you're going to come out of my studio sounding like you not like <laughs> the last band that came through the studio yeah. yep. i don't do cookie it's, it's cutter and production I don't, line. yeah no yep. i don't do that i do one-offs which is why it's kind of scary for a major label because they want a known quantity yep. and what i do is i literally join the band And it's, I create within the band and create the music and all of my, my platologue, if you like, if you go through it, there's very, very few similar links to everything that I do. And that was kind of born out of, I used to listen to like Rick Rubin and, and just, you know, he'd do like Beastie Boys and then he'd do um, something, you know, Rage Against the Machine or some crazy shit, you know, and then do Johnny Cash. I'm like, I want to be this guy. That's what I want to do. I want to do everything. You know, it's it's really good,
2: it's really fluid, and just
5: moving moving with the artists. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and the funny thing about it is, we we're, we're I've been having this conversation with a lot of the guys that I work for and work with, and um, we started this thing. Uh, I, got, I got this phone call from uh, Richie from a band called Dreadnought, metal band, and he said, "Oh, you'd be interested in teaching?" And I'm like, "Fucking teaching," because I worked for Melbourne University for twelve years doing educational research, doing video projects, and I said. Kind of probably not my bag, you know. And he goes, No, 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 no. They want you to teach production. I'm like, I don't know if I'm qualified to do that. That's the further you kept on, right? And I said, What do you mean? And he goes, Well, um, it looks like somebody's done some work on you and they're going to build a course around what you do and they're going to call it producer intervention. I'm like, Okay. So what do i do and he goes you just get to go in there and piss on the mix <laughs> 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 you literally get to go in there and say Tear it I, apart. I don't yeah i you know that what they do uh, the last trimester i did at jmc you come in and critique it yeah, well they've sent me a band and the band comes in and i've got a bunch of i got four it's a master class, i've got four engineers that are sitting there yep. and they go they play me the song the demo and i run it up and go righto and I'll listen to the whole song and I'll, say, I'll ask the band a couple of questions about the approach and the sound and what do you think of this and what do you think of that? And then I spin around to the engineers and go, I'm going to need all these mics. I'm going to need all this shit. I'm going to need that. So they have to run and go get it. And then they watch me go through the whole process. And it's just, it's basically me a day in the office, but, but they get that insight into how I do what I do.
2: Well, I mean, if people like you aren't paying it forward, I mean, that, that wisdom, that experience... It's going to get lost, man. It doesn't get passed yeah. down the line.
5: Yeah, and it's it's funny because it's like... It's not old school teaching. It's kind of new school teaching because I'm teaching people not to be cookie cutters. I'm teaching them to go outside. You know, my classic stage... my class. One of my classic um, sayings is, go for shit you can't afford. You know, it's like literally yeah. get in there and fucking throw yourself at the yeah. screen 100 miles an hour high, mate. try yeah try and be at something that you're not like try and get outside yourself because that's the only way you learn who you really are if you jump outside what you've been Everything outside the vortex yes that's fucking spin fucking out of control
2: sage advice for any ri- rising uh, rising artists or and engineers engineers yep. producers out there reg it's incredible to have you in the studio i i think that uh, it- Probably would be wise for us to get together again next year sometime sure. and continue yeah, the discussion. Up, we're we're up for we that. might
1: need Reggie part two. He's done so much. We
2: really, mm. we really. We oh,
5: p- just lose that bastard. There can leave his hands
2: in his pockets <laughs> and <it'd> be grouse. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, we, we can't guarantee that, Reggie. So, uh, but yeah. having, having smells like lube in here. <laughs> yeah,
4: no. that's my bedroom, mate. Sorry,
1: I did have number 10 <laughs> years ago. Triple X Kappa, Reggie, Win Platinum. Yeah, me, me And you go way back. <laughs>
2: it, uh, yeah, Okay, I'm just going to leave that one there. But uh, but obviously having people like yourself on the show to to share your stories, I think um, you know rather than just coming on for a short interview like tonight, we could probably do this, you know, once every six months for the next ten sure, years, man. and we we'd, we'd yeah. never run out of stories. It's got a great
1: life story, mate. It's but. Been good.
2: Uh, on behalf of everybody that's listening, myself, Warwick, and you know the worst production assistant in all of broadcasting, Nicky D. <laughs> thanks for coming down, Reggie. A we appreciate it. <laughs> thanks so much, hey, the thanks legend, for Reggie Bowman. want to thank uh, Sean O'Sullivan for coming in and sitting in.
1: He's made a few words, but he, I can tell he's going to him with the way he's dressed, and he's fucking good. He looks like <laughs> top, top of Reed. Oh, old Sean, eh? So, <laughs> don't fuck with Sean. He's a quiet achiever over there, <laughs> mate. <laughs>
5: So
2: Reggie, your, uh, your studio where can people find it?
5: Um, well it's on the internet it's kind of, I don't advertise and I don't I, I really don't I kind of have a half a website but it's you know it's, it's called Scream Louder Productions. Yep. Um, I've got a YouTube channel with a bunch of stuff on it um, but if you want to see um, more of my shit and more of what I do, jump on that on the Scream louder YouTube channel. Uh, or you can jump on any of my Reggie socials, yep. and just look for the engine. Any of head the links with that I got off
2: you the other day, we'll put them on all our sure, socials. So Great. anyone that's listening that they want to get hold of Reggie, they want to you know get in the studio with him, talk to him about music production, anything. Just have a look on our pages as well. We'll make sure that all the links for Reggie Studio there. Sean O'Sullivan's at Highway Nine Studios in Croydon. We'll make sure Sean's links are on our Give page. A plug in the links, yep, and um. So on behalf of everybody, we want to say thanks so much, Reggie. Thanks, Sean. Coming up in just a couple of moments to take out our uh, show tonight is going to be the blazing blazing a trail as the uh, the killer band from Melbourne, the Burn City Saints. Yeah. They're going to play us out live in the got, Kappa Cave. Go, boys. They've literally got one microphone in the middle of the room and sure, they're just going to play tougher, here. And they're going to so, dominate. So we're going to, uh, we're going to really put them under pressure and they're going to be fantastic. And we'll... See you when we get back. Thanks, Reggie. Thanks, Reggie. Fantastic. Oh. Yes, come Thank in, Reggie. You.
1: Thanks, Reginald. How no worries, mate. man.
2: Thanks, mate. Okay, whiz. So, uh, Pete Reggie Bowman, what a fucking oh, legend. Oh, shit, I'd... What a hot leg- lot to the year, Reggie. Absolute legend. We have to get him back in. Uh...
1: He's up there with my steak for the pussies and more pussies in the pet shop. <laughs> oh, Reggie, he should be in the next point, eh? Triple X, Kappa too. The way he's going, he's had a good life. I reckon we might,
2: be able, to, we might be able to get a passport photo Rock of him star, on the wall Rockstar, movie stars, porn stars. Yeah, yeah. We should we should actually get a wall of fame here. We'll just... Little photos, yeah, okay, of course, yep. for other people. Yeah, we will. What are we, we going to do? Half the size of a working with children. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Half the size of that, you, your, your sport. We should, yeah, we, should, we should do a wall, that'd be good. We could do that, a little honour wall. Yeah. Um, so basically, uh, that's uh, pretty much the end of the show this week, Wiz. We've had a killer show. Uh, we have got a cracker next week. We have got the legendary and iconic frontman... Of the Bad Loves, Michael Spivey in the studio great. next week. So that'll be fantastic. So uh, looking forward to that. It's um, going good, yeah, good, to be another great night. Get on board one of my favourite albums of all time. I yeah. absolutely love that album. So um, that's going to be great fun. Uh, to take us out right now, we've put them under pressure. We've basically got like a, one of the hardest rocking bands in Melbourne. We've given them three, th- th- three beat-up acoustic guitars and basically sat them on a stool in a circle and said, all right, guys, yeah. let's make this work. They, um, they've um they actually b- b- They've worked in the studio with Reggie in the past What have uh, what have you guys done with Reggie in the past? Uh, so we've got five songs at the moment on Spotify Yep And Reggie's mixed every one of them There and you go another one
5: coming out on Christmas Day uh, Lindsay on vocals Shit, hot It's uh, called Lethal Weapon Get
1: on it We'll come and see you next year too Yep yeah, We'll come cool. and see you on yeah, uh, gigs yeah. next year Reggie's done
2: all the mixing for us Reggie Bowman has mixed all of all right, these let's go boys let to do <laughs>
1: yeah Reggie's a fixer
2: Well, you know, it's basically It's been a fucking downhill experience for you tonight, guys Because yep. I, I am mixing you with they a single microphone <laughs> And uh, this microphone I bought for $150 With a headphone uh, and a mic lead So, uh,
5: <laughs>
1: so with the state of the arc I can take high-tech material here
2: So if you can equipment. sound good in the Kappa Cave You can sound good, good anywhere uh, this is the Burn City Saints taking us out. We will see you next week. We will. Love you, Wiz. This whiz. is Wizard Cabron
1: Tony coming here live from the Cap Cave. Right. I'm starting to get blood already. We'll okay, good. See you next good week. Whatever, boys. Nothing wrong with that, mate. Oh, right. to shoot Thank you, brother. Messy you had speakers. Not bad acoustic.
3: See you next week.